Welcome to Breaking Big, where we talk to people about their careers in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Erin Neumeyer, an award-winning writer, director, producer, and actress with two kids who also work in the industry. This is the one where we interview Grace Lee, a mother of two kids who work as actresses and the whole family goes out for auditions together for commercials. I met Grace because our kids went to the same school and she heard that I also work as a professional photographer on the side. So because of her, each fall I do family portraits just in time for holiday cards of all of her friends and family. We've gotten to be great friends over the years. Grace is one of those incredibly organized types that I aspire to become one day and she has limitless energy, which is just what the entertainment business requires. So Grace, thank you so much for coming to my home today. Sure. So this uh, podcast is about the entertainment industry mm -hmm. and kind of the day-to-day -day work you have to put in to have success. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have been sort of working in this industry for a while. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us how, how you got started and you know what got you excited about getting your kids involved. Okay, sure. Well, um, as a child, I was always interested in those People magazines and the aisle near checkout at the grocery store. So I'd always grab one of those magazines and start flipping through them. And, oh, you know, look at all the stars and all their, what they're wearing, who they're dating. It was always very fascinating to me. Um, I never thought that I would be in California. Uh, I was uh, raised in Texas, um, thought I would be there for the, pretty much my whole life. Somehow ended up in California. Uh, follow my, had to follow my husband out here for a job and just I didn't think about being in the industry actually when we were still out here. Um, and then I saw um, one of my friends had a picture of her son, um, a headshot, and the description is basically what you slate, the age, um, the name. And um, I was like, what's this all about? And she's like, oh, you know, we're just trying it out. My my son has um, this manager. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And so I reached out to the manager and just gave them information about our family. And my older daughter, when she was five years old, went to a couple auditions. I didn't think anything of it because I was like, I didn't know that get, even getting an audition was a big deal. Um, but she got it. And so we went and, you know, it was kind of fun and everything, but we, we didn't take it very seriously until my... Um, Another friend at my daughter's school posted a picture of his son on um, doing background work on a TV show that was actually in a local school. Um, it was Parenthood, and it was being filmed at our local school. And so I was like, hi, how'd you get started on that and everything? And so anyway, that's kind of where we started was doing background work, and then kind of one thing led to another, and here we are. <laughs> I guess that was a little bit more of an explanation than I <laughs> So it sounds like, you know, you kind of stumbled into it because it seemed like a fun thing to do with your kids and easy and maybe make some money or yeah. have some cool experience. Yeah, I mean, I love the entertainment biz anyway. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that he was on the show and I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to have my kid on a show. So that's, yeah, we basically stumbled upon it. And um, yeah, exactly. So what were, like, when your daughter was five, what was her temperament like? Was she pretty easygoing or did she have a lot of energy? Like what made you think she would be able to handle working on a set? Honestly, my older daughter, um, I wasn't sure. I just thought it'd be kind of cool for her to audition. Um, she was pretty easygoing. Um, the audition wait time 
can be quite long. So my younger daughter would fall asleep while we're all waiting out in the hallway sometimes. And my younger daughter, she'd be fine. She'd go in and she would just audition. Like I said, it was no big deal at that time. We didn't realize that it was a big deal to even get an audition. So it was pretty laid back and everything. So I just thought, um, I didn't know if actually your personality would work. I think it was just all me. <laughs> it was like <laughs> the fuel behind the fire. So that's basically why we did it. <laughs> And then how many auditions did you guys go on before she booked something? Well, um, so my older daughter, we kind of, that was just for fun. And it was when doing the background work that we brought my younger daughter in. um, Because when they're in kindergarten, it's it's not considered school yet. And so I was frequently pulling her out to do this background work. Um, She was starting to um, get picture picked rather than just um, catacall anyone that is available that day. Um, they were actually specifically looking for her look, and she actually got my older daughter um, booked a couple times doing background. So I figured we'd go into um, ask, looking for a manager and actually, sorry, an agent at first. And so she got the agent, and basically she booked her first audition with the agent. So you make it sound so easy, like, oh, you just went on a background job, and then, oh, you just got a manager. But I think uh, everybody knows, like, once you're out here, figuring out who to go talk to or which managers you want to sign with mm-hmm. or you choosing one or even getting represented by one can sometimes take a lot of legwork. Can you describe the process you went through to get your first agent? Yes. Um, so the agent was recommended uh, by, uh, there's a lot of parents that are actors that are our school. Um, and so I approached one and they gave a recommendation and that's who I went to. I had to email pictures over to them and their uh, assistant scheduled the meeting. So it wasn't like, oh, we like your pictures. We're immediately going to book you kind of thing. Um, and I also emailed pictures to other agencies. And I actually just received the pictures back and a letter saying, oh, we're not interested. Thank you. Or we already have children that have your child's look already and, and whatnot. And so maybe try again in a couple of years or whatever. But um, we did... Um, we were able actually to uh, proceed with the the recommended agent. And so even then, after I said we were going to go with them, it took maybe two or three weeks before they actually created an account for her on LA casting and everything. And I had to keep on them. Um, so we basically, we told them in January that we were going to join their group. And we didn't get anything until maybe March set up. And then the first audition wasn't until late March. And then that she happened to go to that one and book that one. But it's um, it's definitely a long process. Um, we, I mean, we were um, auditioning. I'm sorry, not auditioning. We were doing uh, background work for two years prior to actually even thinking about getting the agent. So so tell me, um, like, how did you get signed up with doing background work? Did you find a certain agency that dealt with kids? Or did you have a connection that hired you? So the friend that um, I saw his son on Parenthood um, that he posted on Facebook, I just basically asked him who their background company was, and I just went with them. There was like a mini orientation, and you fill out paperwork, um, and they text you when there's job availabilities and whatnot. And so that's how I basically got them started on that. And did how did you choose which jobs you wanted to go do background on? Yes, so that's a good question because suddenly when you're new, they, you're like new blood. Basically, they, they start texting you all these jobs and, and you're so into it and you 
take all of them. So they're always constantly texting you. So eventually I had to weed out the ones that we were not going to go to. Um, as my older daughter was school aged and she was getting unexcused absences if I pulled her out. So I would basically just select the shows that I liked. Um, like I was watching Grey's Anatomy a lot at that time. And so when she booked a, uh, there was a job, a job for Grey's Anatomy, we put her in that one. Um, or my younger one was still in kindergarten. So we would always take that one because it wasn't considered school. So she wasn't missing anything really. Um, so basically, yeah, it was that. Either when they're also picture picked because then that would also be the opportunity that maybe they um, might get bumped to a principal role, which pays more because they wanted that specific look. Mm-hmm. Or they might be featured, right? Like exactly. Like sometimes if you're picture picked, it's because they know that you're going to be in a scene with the principal actor and mm-hmm. you're going to be visible on the show. And and that's what's fun for kids. Like kids care more about seeing themselves exactly. on the show than, you know. Yeah. And so I wondered if you tried to pick shows that you knew that they would be able to watch because I know um, oh, sometimes like, yeah. you know, you're doing background, but it's like a horror film. Yeah. Um. Actually, that never happened to us. <laughs> And they were able to watch every show um, that they booked, but, um, you know, half the time they couldn't see themselves <laughs> because it was background. But, but it, yeah, I don't think we ever did anything that we couldn't watch. So um, I guess we got lucky in that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. That's so cool. <laughs> so we've been friends a while. And the, one of the character traits that I really appreciate about you is that you're incredibly organized and and even though with this with the acting career for your kids you really didn't you didn't like have a goal that you set and like we're working towards it you just kind of you know found yourself in situations and took advantage of opportunities um now that you've been in it for a little while how do you like how do you use your organizational skills to kind of keep the family balance going because it can be really hard with auditions and now your children are how old 12 and 11 so you've got a middle schooler Mm -hmm. and an elementary school Mm -hmm. girl and there's other activities outside of school like Mm -hmm. swimming and other things I'm sure so Mm -hmm. how do you keep it all balanced friends basically um my friends that are willing to help take my kids back and forth um, and just make sure they get from point A to point B when maybe I'm at an audition with one child and the other one still needs to go to, say, swim practice. Um, but luckily, they're at an age where they can be at home for a little while and so they can just be picked up and get to the next place. Um, it, it does take a lot of coordination and patience. And the reason I don't really have a set goal anymore is because you just never know what's happening. You you, you know, you have to set side dates that might be shoot dates, but you just have to keep going on with your life because that may not happen. And you kind of just wait around for it, but then you don't, your life doesn't stop. That's true. I found the same thing. It's like, if you, it's almost like if you do continue on with your life as if you're not going to get the job, like you go ahead and make your travel plans or sign up for the next, you know, like horseback riding class Mm -hmm. or whatever. Then you book the job. Exactly. It always <laughs> happens that way. <laughs> but if you find yourself like really excited about something so you don't schedule it, then you just sit there holding your breath, waiting mm-hmm. to hear it, and then you never hear anything. Exactly. So, yeah, I find that very frustrating. It is. So um, what about your husband? Because like, he, uh, you know, 
is very involved. You guys are like a very close knit family. Mm-hmm. Does he help out with auditions or those kinds of things? Or how do you guys work out the duties? Yeah. The duties? So um, I try, since it's mainly me that wants her or the kids and like the, the whole showbiz thing, it's mainly me. So I try to be responsible for all of it. Um, occasionally, um, I like I was on um, vacation without the family. I had a girls' trip, and yeah, I had to ask him in case something did come up. Can you please take you know the kids and everything? And he's willing to. He knows that if I had a choice, I would be the one taking them because I I love it, you know. And um, but he's definitely up for it. And we also found fa- um, sorry audition as a family as well sometimes and so we I try not to pull him out just for the first audition I try to only make sure it's like callbacks and everything to make it worth his while to leave work uh, because he doesn't you know work from home or um, is independent um, business or anything so he's been very supportive though and um, fortunately my daughter my younger one especially has been pretty successful in booking stuff and so it he finds it's um, it's more worthwhile now <laughs> than when we were kind of just grasping for air Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the same thing. When when we were just running around and running around, uh, it's my husband got very frustrated. And we also would go out as a family, mm-hmm. but he works from home but is also traveling. And so a lot of times he would be on the road when there would be a callback mm. or he would be on the road when the first audition would happen and I would have to walk in with like a headshot of him. Yep, I've and done that before too. <laughs> I'm thinking they're not going to book us when a real live person walked in with the last family. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to just pick a picture. Mm-hmm. And he's not really an actor either. Like mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's... The regular a, Joe. <laughs> yeah, he's a working dad, singer-songwriter yeah. guy. I mean, he's got a great personality and, you know, he's. I find him adorable. <laughs> he is. I'm sure you find your husband charming and adorable. Um, but it's like, you know, you're up against other families that are, you know, all actors mm-hmm. or like really like committed to mm-hmm. it. Well, I have to say though, we did go into an audition with just his headshot um, and fortunately, he was able to come to callback, and we did book it. Wow, so, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and the, even the better thing about it was that the callback was on a weekend day, so I didn't even have to pull him out of work. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So never give up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never you know. You can't read their minds. No, you, you never can't. Know you can't. And you know, the thing about families too is that I find they they're really only looking at the kids. Mm-hmm. mainly I'm sorry not only but mainly looking at the kids so if the kids can uh, pull you through at least to the callback then you're 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 pretty good luck <laughs> mm-hmm. um so basically in the beginning it sounded like you were the one really driving the interest mm-hmm. but you know your kids are older now so I'm sure they have more opinions about what they want to be spending their time on and so how are they feeling about or working in the industry now mm-hmm Actually, just recently, my younger one had a major breakdown and refused to go into the audition. Um, We were outside of the building and she just broke down crying and refused to go in. Um, I think we've been doing it for several years, Um, five years for the younger daughter and four years for the older one. And they've been on enough auditions that they know what kind of auditions that they want to go on and not and... Um, they have more after school activities and more friends that they want to hang out with. So it's been kind of hard as of recently. So, but my younger one is, um, she's stag now. And so at least that has limited those auditions to only just stag. So we're not going out as much as we used to. So can explain why that can be a good thing. Sat being sag? Yeah. 
Well, from a time management perspective. Yes. Um, so you don't feel like you are spending time on just a small non-union commercial that pays only a few hundred dollars um, because you're going out and spending just as much time on the road to audition, but SAG will, um, you get residuals and, and whatnot from it and you're protected by the union. So it's more worthwhile to go to those. Um, it, it does cost a hefty uh, fee to join, but it's in the long run, it's well worth it. You know, so I found the same thing with my son right before he joined uh, the union, we were, I mean, you feel obligated to go out to every audition, mm -hmm. whether it's paying, you know, $200 or $1,000 or mm -hmm. more because, you know, your managers and agents are working and submitting you. So anytime you get an opportunity, you want to show up for it. Exactly. And um, even though we have set some boundaries now with them as far as like what our low limit is, they understand that we won't go out for something that pays under $500 mm -hmm. um, because you're right. It's so much legwork with the back and forth oh. and the driving in the car mm -hmm. and missing time with your friends or other activities mm -hmm. uh, that when we joined the union, because there are so many, there's much fewer jobs that are union than are non-union. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there aren't as many auditions. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is that that's a benefit to you. In a way, I feel like it is. Because you're going to a job that's more worthwhile and, you know, pays more. And yeah, I mean, we just spent so many times on the road for like a job that was maybe like, like you said, your minimum was 500. I believe this one job we had was 500 and it had every step that the um, SAG commercial had. You had to go to the audition and then the callback and then a fitting. So three days in traffic and time, you know, away from their friends and their after school activities. And you only got like $500 as opposed to a, a union job that, you know, could pay like well into the thousands. Mm -hmm. I, so I know you have, uh, both of your kids have like different opinions on the acting industry at this point. Are, are they both planning to continue on with it? Like what are, what are their, like, cause my son is 14 now, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got his own hopes, dreams, and goals. And even though I think he's incredibly talented mm -hmm. and I'd like, I would like to see him continue with acting, there are some times when he feels like he would rather be doing like, like robot building. Mm -hmm. So how do you manage it? Because once you step out of the industry, it can be kind of hard to get back in. So right now there's my older daughter doesn't have as many auditions as the younger one. Um, and so she's still okay with going to them and, I guess they're actually, they don't really love, love their after school activities so much that they would rather miss the audition. So they're still pretty flexible and will go with me to the auditions. And um, regardless, my older daughter isn't union yet. And so she'll go regardless right now. So um, we're still okay right now with that. Um, when they get more serious about their sports maybe, or um, maybe are in, a theatrical performance at school and they're like maybe like the lead role then I see them possibly like declining auditions or having to book those out. So um, are they interested in doing like theater at, at the schools? Like because I know I don't know where the school district you're going to be in yeah. what kind of theater program they have but mm -hmm. like here there's this great theater program so they require yeah. every day after school you have to be at practice. Yes. Um, my older daughter was actually just like a supporting role in um, a school performance and she really enjoyed it. And she, I can totally see her doing it again next year. 
so, you know, we would have to book all those days out. And um, there, I believe there was one day near the beginning of the theatrical, um, I guess, season where she had an audition. And I went ahead and pulled her out of that um, theater after school activity. Um, and we went to the audition. But towards the end, it was every day. Um, and it got really serious and they were very serious about not missing any of those days. So, um, yeah, I think she would rather go ahead and do the theater at school and miss the audition. And I would book out those days in advance so that um, the managers and agents are okay with it. Yeah, we find the same thing. Um, my kids love doing theater, but if you're in theater then you get these last minute auditions mm -hmm. and you can't go to them. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, and yeah, obviously theater, unfortunately, I think even if you're equity theater, it's, it's not like a moneymaker yeah. necessarily. Maybe exactly. on Broadway, yeah. right? Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. But so you're missing like this commercial audition mm -hmm. in exchange to have this like wonderful theater experience. So it's really, it can be tough. It can be. Um, luckily, the agent was very cool about it. She's like, well, at least... Um, you know, I can't say no to theater, you know? Yeah. So she was like, okay, I understand if you can't make it to this audition. And But I was emailing them regarding the book out dates and why. And mm -hmm. she was, I think she was actually more impressed than anything. Plus, like, they love it. Yeah, right? exactly. And so, I mean, like, going to the auditions is great, right? You get there and for, like, 30 seconds you get to perform. Yeah. But with theater, like, every day at rehearsal, mm -hmm. you're kind of getting to perform. Exactly. And if it's a musical, you're working on singing and dancing. Mm -hmm. and So it's like, there's so much joy in that. As opposed to just sitting in the car for an hour. <laughs> yeah. And then going in for 30 seconds and nothing comes out, you know, nothing comes out for Tayshia. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. So you said you go in as a family. Um, so how do you have interest yourself in doing acting or have you gone out on auditions uh, just yourself? Um, I've been told that I already have, I mean, that the industry already has a lot of people or represented at least with our agents of my look. And so... I think the only way for me to get in is through the family route. There was one time we auditioned as a family and I was the only one called back, which was kind of funny <laughs> because I'm like the, you know, the least actor of the, you know, the two kids. Um, I, I've been told I have the personality for it, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. That might, that might happen later in the future, but, um, right now I'm sticking with just the kids. <laughs> so, um, do your kids ever have any competition between them? Because I know your younger daughter has, and I will ask you about this next, but yeah. booked some pretty cool projects. Uh -huh. So how, how do they deal with that? You know, I mean, there's always some kind of competition between um, siblings. and But it's a good competition, I feel like, between my kids. Uh, it's like, oh, because sometimes one will get a call back to one audition and the other one won't. And so it's been kind of equal. Um, but just recently, so my younger daughter was in, like you said, a cool commercial. And my younger, I'm sorry, my older daughter saw it on, um, as a commercial in between her, you know, CW TV show. Anyway, so she calls me up because we weren't home. And she's like, oh, you know, it's Sophie. So my younger daughter, is Sophie on the phone. And I was on speaker because I was driving. And I was like, yeah, she's on there. It's like, Sophie, I just saw you on TV, you know, on TV. And she was so excited for her, like so happy. And, and so when we got home, she made sure to like pause right before the commercial would start, just in case it came back on again. And, and uh, luckily it actually did. So um, she was so proud of her. I was so proud and it made me very happy that 
that she was. And um, I don't think there's any competition, actually, because my older daughter, she's more athletic anyway, and she knows it. She usually wins her heat at the swim meets and everything, um, while my younger one is more the artsy one. So I think they know that they, they kind of have different paths anyway. Hmm. That is so great that they're so supportive of each other. Like, that's wonderful that they're cheering each other on yeah. and excited. Yeah, it is. It's actually, I'm bringing tears to my eyes <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> With kids, um, they their look changes so fast. Oh, and especially yeah. at this age, like, their clothing sizes, their shoe sizes, their height, like, everything changes so quickly. So how, like... Do you have any strategies for staying on top of that? Like, do you do new headshots every six months? What do you do? That's a tough question because the younger one, um, Sophie, she's had pretty good success lately. She actually looks very young for her age. So I, I haven't had any problems there. She's 11 years old, but she wears size eight. So we haven't had any issue there, but it's my older one. She's preteen um, and she just grew ahead taller than like six months and she's her feet are bigger than mine she's wearing my clothes um so the thing is they want them to look young um but then again they want them to look their age too so the thing about my daughter is that she doesn't wear any makeup well I know some of her classmates do um little things that I do are just make sure that they like they don't wear their earrings on set um, that just, you know, anything that can help make them just look their age or a little bit younger, just because they don't want anyone that, you know, looks too old for that certain role. Mm-hmm. Um, but the height thing is kind of hard because she's quite tall for her age. And, you know, you don't want a kid looking taller than the mom for, you know, for a commercial, at least at the ones they've been auditioning for. So we were talking about how your younger daughter had some success and one of them was with kind of an intense role. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about uh, how you made the decision to have her audition for that mm-hmm. and the process you went through on how to deal with, you know, the tough circumstances of the scene. Mm-hmm. Before we went, um, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the Sundance one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we went, they already showed us the three, actually, I think it was four, um, scenes that were going to be shot they were all pretty intense but nothing compared to what the actual movie would have been um some of the other scenes so we were already pretty prepared and uh, i would just keep it very light and let her know that it was it's just a show it's just a you know not real we're not going to be like that in real life and um you know it would concern me that she'd get nightmares even about some of the scenes Mm -hmm. that she was shooting can you say what the can you just generally say what it was about? Um, well, basically, well, there was one scene where um, she um, hits her mom in the stomach. And um, her, the other hand is holding a sharp object. So you actually were concerned that she would actually hit her mom with the sharp object, like stab her. And she had to run away from that. And then the dad would come in um, cursing at her in her face. And she had to break down crying, like on the spot. Um, so that's kind of... Very intense. Um, and to have that scene run through like 10, 15 times, it can get to a, a child. You know, having someone screaming at you, cursing, and it's almost like a complete stranger. It's an, an actor. So um, the thing is, they did a really great job because in between the scenes, you know, the, the pretend dad would, you know, be like high-fiving her, twirling her around and really, you know, laid back. And so... So I, it was able, she was able to separate it. And there was never any nightmares. She slept like a baby um, the entire time that we're um, there shooting. So it was, it was actually 
it turned out to be okay. Have you seen the results of the shoot yet? I have. Um, it was for a workshop, so it's like we only got to see the scenes, and we're not allowed to um, show other people. But yeah, we we do have it for for potentially for auditioning for other theatrical things. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty intense. Um, yeah, some of the uh, even the manager and the uh, agent were kind of like, "Wow!" They couldn't believe that she was able to pull that off. So it was, it was pretty good. And did she watch herself? She did. Yeah, and she got a lot of compliments from the other um, actors that were at the workshops and everything. So, um, yeah. It, it, the funny thing is, the whole script it was pretty intense that she, they wouldn't even let her do the the read. Um, they had nightly read, readings of all those scripts, I mean, the sides and stuff, and they didn't even let her be there for that uh, because she wanted to actually do her read her part, but that didn't happen. <laughs> That's great. That sounds like. Um... A great experience, especially because it was part of like the Sundance workshops. Yeah, and you got to fly there and stay. Yeah, at, for a few days or something, right? Uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. We stayed the um, the entire duration. Um, some pe- uh, actors were coming and going, two days, three days, as needed for their scene. But um, she was the uh, title role of a feature film, so she was stayed there the entire time. When you get material, it can be really hard to decide what's going to be appropriate for your child or not. And it seems to me that a lot of the material that adorable young kids get can be pretty shocking mm-hmm. or like graphically violent or like extremely sexualized. Mm-hmm. So how do you decide um, which roles you're going to let your child take and how do you talk to them about it? Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing is sometimes... I would just automatically say yes and oh, Sophie will be at the audition. Um, this one time I made that mistake be- just because I I was like, oh, it's a huge role. It's a, it's a big film. Um, and so, of course, she's going to do it. So I said yes. And then I actually went to go print it out. And I t- come to find out this child is um, cursing like crazy. And she at one point she's holding a gun. And so I was like, oh, oh, no, you know, and... I had already said yes, though. So I was like, um, okay, well, I'm just going to show Sophie the script and see what she says. And uh, sure enough, she was like, she read the script and she's like, I'm not doing this. And I felt bad that I already said yes. So I was like, are you sure? And I was like trying to push it a little bit. And she actually even broke down. She, she started crying. Mom, I can't believe you're making me do this. I don't want to do this. I don't feel comfortable. And that's when I realized that, um, that I, I was pushing too much. And I'm glad that she put her foot down and said no. Um, and everyone understood why. And there's only certain kind of people that can do that. And, you know, my kid is not. Now I make sure that I look at all the sides before I um, say yes to the audition because um, I don't want that to happen again. And it can be hard um, to find the right role for your child. And there there have been that don't fit. Um, and But then we'll still go to those. But it's just not right that they're doing things that your child does not agree with, um, does not feel right doing, then then we definitely don't push anymore. And when you went to your manager agent and said, I just read the script and I know I said yes, that we were going to come to this audition, um, how did they react to you? They were completely fine with it. They were totally fine with it. They have to respect mm-hmm. the child, you know, and the parent's wishes. So they were totally fine. And they understood why. That's great. Because it sounds like you have a really good relationship with your manager. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, if, if your child landed a role that involved like a big move, 
um, like to shoot in Canada or uh, Atlanta or Italy, mm-hmm. um, what would you do? Because, you know, you've got two children mm-hmm. and your husband has a job. Mm-hmm. And but these even though we live in Los Angeles, a lot of projects aren't filming here now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would you do if that opportunity presented itself? At least to start off with, I think the the acting child and I would just go first and see what happens. And um, I guess it also depends on how long it's filming for. If it's um, just maybe a month, then definitely it would just be best too. If it was for, for six months, um, my husband's job is pretty flexible, um, but my older daughter is also a preteen. And so it might be hard to leave a friend. So it would kind of, we'd have to see. But um, there would definitely be potential that they would come out and he would work remotely for six months and my daughter could try out a different school, maybe learn some Italian if it was in Italy. So have you guys talked about this as a family, if this opportunity presented itself, what you would do? Not yet. Not yet. Um, there was um, an opportunity. My daughter was um, pinned for a TV show that was like one week in New Jersey and then one week in Florida. And the thing is, I was not home. I was in Costa Rica on my girlfriend getaway. And my husband doesn't really, you know, do this kind of stuff. And then there's also my older daughter who, you know, who's going to watch her. So that was kind of a, a tough situation where it's like, he could go with my younger daughter first and I, you know, maybe have my older daughter spend the night at someone's house. But then if she was on a cruise ship on Florida, in Florida, like how would we swap places when I got back from my trip, you know? So it was, you know, but you know, I guess it was, it was a blessing in disguise that she didn't book that one because I don't know how that would have worked. But yeah, and plus on top of that, it was standardized testing at school. So <laughs> another thing to think about. I quickly just want to ask you a rule about two big things like hot topic issues that are going on right now in the industry. Mm-hmm. So one of them is the Me Too movement. I don't know much about that one. <laughs> well, There's not much for me to say on so, that one. <laughs> so with the Me Too movement, a lot of it is, is about, um, you know, women who are having to deal with like oppressive situations with men or like being backed into a corner or obviously your, your, your children are younger, right? Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're not getting put in any kind of uncomfortable yeah. situation like that yet. But I just wondered if you would talk to them about, you know, how there's inequality in the filming industry or, mm-hmm. you know, that we need more female writers and directors, or mm-hmm. maybe if you just like go out of your way to go see like women directed movies like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Actually, we haven't really touched on it yet. We kind of, hadn't had to yet so we haven't gotten there yet (laughs) but um it's definitely out there and my kids are aware especially my older daughter um in junior high so um when there is the opportunity to talk about it we certainly will the other big thing is like you know diversity okay yeah we're on the radio so Mm -hmm. people don't know what you what your uh background is Mm -hmm. so i wondered if you could talk a little bit about what it's like you know trying to find a niche for the different, you know, the different ethnicities or if there's mm-hmm. more, if you're finding more opportunities for that? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm Asian American um, and my children are also both Asian American. My husband is as well. And I find that the auditions definitely are not quite as many as, you know, a Caucasian child. Um, and that's fine, you know, and, and we haven't really found roles where they, you know, make us seem more Asian than others, like make us wear the Chinese outfits or anything, you know, 
Um, so, but then I also found that um, the recent, you know, movie uh, Crazy Rich Asians, um, and after that, it seems like there's been a lot of more um, scripts and sides just written for Asian um, actors. And so I think that it has opened up a lot. Uh, so I'm hoping that will open opportunities for my kids too. So have you seen uh, any kind of increase in auditions? I mean, like Sophie just booked a national commercial. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I noticed, I saw that commercial and I noticed they did a great job of like yeah. really incorporating all kinds of kids from all different countries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's more written about Asian people now, mm-hmm. I feel like. And they're not just the stereotypes like yeah. super smart. Yeah. But then again, you know, they have to have, like, the token Asian person. Like, you, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that one was But what about, like, ethnic. the Asian person who's, like, the lead character? No, I haven't found that yet. You know? Because what is... Uh, They're all, either Gemma, all Asian. Gemma from... Yeah, Gemma Chan. Yeah, so she was just... Was she in the Avengers? Yes. Okay. She was the... Um, no, no, she was in um, Mar- Marvel. Marvel, yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. yeah. Captain Marvel, yeah. right? Yeah. So the thing is, I... I don't know if that's because of Crazy Rich Asians. You know, I don't know. It's, but yeah, they're right. definitely incorporating more. But then, well, you know, she, she was green. She cast in that before. She had to. You're right. Because event because those movies take so long in yeah. post production. You're right. There's like there's like a token Asian person. I feel like you know the ma- uh, the mat uh, the man the madness mantis mantis. Right in, in Avengers, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then like in um, Doctor Strange, the the guy from the the, the Asian guy from China. Anyway. But what you're saying is, uh, you definitely are getting, uh, uh, you're you're definitely seeing uh, opportunities. Yes. Unfortunately, there's still not like lead. Correct. Character. Correct. I mean, there's like a lot of ethnically ambiguous, but when they mean that, it's more like a Caucasian Hispanic kind of look, not, you know, a mix of um, Asian or um, Caucasian black kind of that kind of mix. Um, but it definitely is opening up. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I would love to see some of these shows where, like, the lead character was African-American or Asian or Latino or something. Mm-hmm. And then the, the sidekick character is, the, like, the little white kid, you know? <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, look at Crazy Rich Asians this past year and even Black Panther recently. When it's, like, all ethnic, um, certain, you know, different ethnic, like, cast, it's, like, it's crazy because they're finally being, feel like they're being represented. And they, they hadn't been. I know I love seeing all these like women-driven films that aren't just like the, she's the girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or she's having some crisis and needs to be saved. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine like it would be so great to see yourself up on screen. And I mean, I loved watching Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think you have to be Asian to like watching Asians on television or black to like watching yeah. black people on television. Like if it's a good story, it's a good story. Correct. And ironically, some of my Asian friends didn't like watching Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, really? I mean, they liked that it was an all Asian cast and, and everything, but um, they didn't feel like it was, you know, correctly represented. But Well, I mean, it is a, kind of a crazy story. It is. Oh, it's romance, crazy. Exactly. You know, exactly. Half those romance comedies are like that. Though, yeah. So, so um, before I let you go, I just wondered if you had any, um, like, great recommendations for a good class or, like, if you're somebody just starting out or you've even been here a while, like, Mm-hmm. Like, give me advice. Sure. Um, my kids, at least for auditioning, I um, believe it was Jan and John's auditioning, um, on-screen auditioning class. It was great because um, part of it is just being able to audition. That's the, besides the headshot, that's the first impression of you. 
And so they go run through the techniques. There's like a four-week class, and then they have an advanced class. So um, th that was really wonderful. And then another one is when you actually recommended to me uh, Bo Kane on camera acting class. Um, Bo and his wife Denise are actors themselves, um, and so can definitely give very good advice and uh, wonderful people. And I, I love the fact that we could actually see the kids on TV, on camera, and be able to see how they would appear to casting when they were auditioning. That's great. Well, thank you so much for taking your time and sharing your thoughts and opinions. Um, it's crazy business. It really is. Good luck. <laughs> As you heard, parenting in the business can be daunting. This was originally recorded in 2019, but it all still holds true today. Since then, Grace's daughter has worked on a Sundance film project and has been in several national commercials for big brands. Thank you for listening to Breaking Big. This episode was produced by Aaron Newmeyer, edited by Dylan Newmeyer, who also wrote and performed our music. This has been a Thunder Tally Media production. Thank you.